everyone this is dia devgan a neat aspirant of 2021 i am starting this podcast to revise all the ncrts of class 11th and 12th of all the subjects that is biology chemistry and physics starting with the biology chapters the unit human physiology of class 11th chapter number 16 digestion and absorption the podcast it this consists introduction of this chapter what are the components of food food contains carbohydrates proteins fats vitamins and minerals vitamins and minerals are required in small quantities in the body why do we need to have food we need to have food because it provides energy and organic materials which are helpful in growth and repair of tissues we also need water in the body what is its role water is has a major role in metabolic processes it prevents dehydration coming to the topic name which is digestion what is digestion actually digestion is the process of conversion of complex food substances which are bio macromolecules to simple absorbable forms it is carried out by digestive system by mechanical and biochemical methods in previous episode we studied about digestion components of food uses of food and role of water now what is digestive system what it consists of it consists of alimentary canal and glands alimentary canal has mouth vestibule buccal cavity pharynx esophagus stomach intestine which is large and small anus glands have salivary glands liver and pancreas in previous episode we had learned about the parts of digestive system which was alimentary canal and salivary glands we will study about alimentary canal in this episode alimentary canal starts with an anterior opening which is called mouth then comes buccal cavity or oral cavity buccal cavity has number of teeth and muscular tongue teeth dentition is thecodont diphyodont heterodont in majority of mammals and also human beings thecodont means each teeth is embedded in socket of jaw bone diphyodont means 
there are two sets of teeth during a lifetime one is temporary milk deciduous and second is permanent or adult and heterodont means there are 32 permanent teeth which are incisors canines premolars molars the dental formula in humans is 2123 by 2123 talking about tongue tongue is a muscular organ its upper surface has small projections which are called papillae and in papillae there are taste buds tongue is freely movable muscular organ and it is attached to floor of oral cavity with frenulum in my previous episode i had forgotten to add on enamel in the part of teeth when we had started teeth enamel is a hard chewing surface of teeth which helps in mastication of food then after mouth and buccal cavity move on to pharynx pharynx is a common passage for food and air esophagus and windpipe which is also known as trachea they both open into pharynx esophagus is a thin long tube which extends posteriorly and passes through neck thorax and diaphragm there is a word epiglottis given in ncrt this comes near pharynx epiglottis is a cartilaginous flap it prevents entry of food into glottis which is opening of trachea during swallowing this was all about pharynx After pharynx we come on to stomach. Stomach is a J-shaped bag-like structure which opens up with a muscular sphincter and that muscular sphincter is known as gastroesophageal sphincter. Then it is located in upper left portion of abdominal cavity. Our stomach has four parts which is cardiac fundic body pyloric cardiac is where esophagus opens up and the body is the main central region of stomach then pyloric pyloric region opens up into small intestine stomach as i said in previous episode that pyloric region of stomach enters into small intestine small intestine has three regions which are duodenum jejunum and ileum duodenum is c shaped and stomach and duodenum opening is guarded by a sphincter which is known as pyloric sphincter Jejunum is long coiled and is middle portion of the small intestine. 
Ileum is highly cold portion of small intestine. Ileum opens into large intestine. As in previous episode I had told that small intestine has three regions which are duodenum, jejunum and ileum. Ileum opens up into large intestine. Talking about large intestine it has also three parts which is cecum, colon, rectum. Cecum is small blind sac. It hosts some symbiotic microorganisms. It has vermiform appendix. Vermiform appendix is a vestigial organ which is narrow and it looks finger like and is a tubular projection cecum opens into colon colon is of four parts four types ascending transverse descending sigmoid descending part of the colon opens into rectum and then finally rectum opens up into anus studied about digestive system parts which is alimentary canal and salivary glands then we studied each uh, part of alimentary canal which is first mouth then buccal cavity which is also known as oral cavity then pharynx then comes the stomach then comes the small intestine the large intestine and then finally the anus now we learn about the wall of alimentary canal the wall of alimentary canal We'll study from esophagus to rectum. It has four layers: serosa, muscularis, submucosa, and mucosa. We will learn about each layer in the next segments. segment I had told that we are going to study the wall of alimentary canal and it is made up of four layers. Four layers are serosa, muscularis, submucosa, mucosa. In this segment we will learn about serosa and muscularis. Serosa is the outermost layer of alimentary canal wall. It is made up of thin mesothelium and where visceral organs are present, it is made up of epithelium and some connective tissues are present in serosa. And coming on to muscularis, it is formed by smooth muscles. So we have two, smooth, two types of smooth muscles over here, one is inner circular layer and second layer is outer longitudinal layer. Oblique muscle layers are present in some regions. These were serosa and muscularis. Moving on to the other two layers of walls of alimentary canal. So wall of alimentary canal is made up of four layers, 
serosa muscularis submucosa and mucosa serosa and muscularis we studied in the previous segment now we'll study submucosa and mucosa submucosa is formed of loose connective tissues it means that it has nerves blood and lymph vessels in duodenum in submucosa glands are also present talking about mucosa 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 is the innermost layer of the wall of alimentary canal it lines lumen of canal it forms rugae rugae are the irregular folds in your stomach presence of villi is also seen villi are finger like foldings in the small intestine the cells which line villi produce microvilli microvilli are microscopic projections and give brush border appearance villi are supplied with network of capillaries and lacteal lacteal is the large lymph vessel this villi and microvilli formation and presence increases the surface area enormously mucosa mucosa forms glands and crypts glands in the stomach and crypts between the bases of villi in the intestine the glands are called gastric glands and the intestine the crypts in the intestine are known as crypts of liverca the second part of digestive system that is digestive glands till now we have learned all about alimentary canal its parts and the wall of alimentary canal now we are going to study digestive glands digestive glands have three types of glands salivary glands liver and pancreas now we will learn each of them one by one First of all we are going to learn about salivary glands. Salivary glands produce saliva. There are three pairs of glands. One is parotids, second is submaxillary or mandibular, third is sublingual. Parotids is present in the cheek. Submaxillary and mandibular in the lower jaw and sublingual below the tongue. Salivary glands are outside the buccal cavity. They secrete salivary juice into the buccal cavity. Now we are going to learn about the largest gland which is the liver. It is present at the abdominal cavity below diaphragm. It has two lobes. and hepatic lobules hepatic lobules are the structural and functional units of liver which contain hepatic cells hepatic cells are arranged in form of 
cords. Each is each of them is covered by a glycine capsule, which is thin connective tissue sheath. The hepatic cells secrete bile, and which passes through the hepatic ducts. It is concentrated and stored in gallbladder. Gallbladder is thin muscular sac. The duct of gallbladder and hepatic ducts together form a common bile duct. Then comes pancreas. It is a compound gland. It is an elongated organ. It is present between the limbs of C-shaped duodenum. Pancreas are an exocrine and endocrine as well. Exocrine secretes alkaline pancreatic juice which contains enzymes. And endocrine secretes hormones, insulin and glucagon. Pancreatic duct and hepatic duct together form hepatopancreatic duct which opens into duodenum. It is guarded by sphincter of Orion. Digestion occurs by mechanical and chemical processes. Some mechanical processes are In buccal cavity, mastication of food and facilitation of swallowing occurs. In teeth and tongue, they masticate and mix up food thoroughly with the help of saliva. Mucus, which is present in the saliva, helps in lubricating and adhering masticated food into bolus. Bolus is conveyed through swallowing and deglutition into pharynx and then pharynx to esophagus through peristalsis. Peristalsis is the successive waves of muscular contraction. In gastroesophageal sphincter, the function of this sphincter is that it controls passage of food into stomach. What is the composition of saliva? Saliva is secreted in the oral cavity. It is it has electrolytes such as Na plus, K plus, Cl minus, HCO3 minus, enzymes, salivary amylase, and lysozyme. Studying the chemical process of digestion, it is initiated in oral cavity. The hydrolytic action of carbohydrates, splitting enzyme, which is salivary amylase, occurs in oral cavity. 30% starch is hydrolyzed. Its pH is 6.8. Starch is converted into maltose by salivary amylase in the oral cavity. Gastric glands are present in the mucosa of stomach. Gastric glands has three major types of cell in them. First is mucus neck cells, second is peptic or chief cells, third is parietal or auxentic cells. Mucus neck cells are the ones which secrete mucus. Peptic or chief cells, they secrete proenzyme pepsinogen. Parietal and auxentic cells secrete 
HCl an intrinsic factor which is essential for absorption of vitamin B12 gastric glands excrete small amount of lipases some of the chemical processes in the stomach were studied in the previous segment which was gastric glands secretion in the mucosa of stomach now we are going to study that what all chemical processes happen in the stomach stomach stores food for 4 to 5 hours it mixes food with acidic gastric juice of stomach with churning movements and that mixture of food and acidic gastric juice is known as chyme pepsinogen is converted into pepsin by hcl secreted in the stomach pepsinogen is pro enzyme and pepsin is active enzyme pepsin is proto ileotic enzyme of stomach proteins are converted into proteases and peptones by pepsin peptones are peptides of mucus and bicarbonates along with gastric juice in the stomach they help in lubrication and protection of mucosal epithelium from excoriation by highly concentrated hcl whose acidic ph is 1.8 and it is optimal for pepsins there is also presence of renin it is proteolytic enzyme it is found in gastric juice of infants process of digestion in small intestine small intestine moves and mix up food with various secretions and facilitate digestion these secretions released in small intestine are bile pancreatic juice and intestinal juice pancreatic juice and bile are produced through hepatopancreatic duct intestinal juice it has inactive enzymes present in it which are trypsinogen chymotrypsinogen pro carboxypeptidase amylases lipases nucleases trypsinogen is activated by enterokinase enterokinase activates other enzymes in pancreatic juice about the secretion of small intestine which is bile it is released in the duodenum and it contains bile pigment bile pigment uh, the bile pigments are bilirudin and bilirubin it has bile salts also it has cholesterol it has phospholipids but no enzymes are present in bile it helps in emulsification of fats emulsification of fats means breaking down of fats into smaller micelles it activates lipases take talking about the intestinal mucosal epithelium 
it is protected by mucus and bicarbonates from pancreas from acid and alkali medium 7.8 ph it also it is also helped by the brunner's gland which is present in the submucosal gland uh, globulet cells are present in the intestinal mucosal epithelium which secrete mucus also the secretions of fresh bodily cells of mucosa the, together they form intestinal juice or sucus entericus it contains enzymes such as disaccharides peptidases sorry dipeptidases lipases nucleosidases etc the reactions which are occurring during digestion number 1 proteins peptones proteases sorry proteoses are converted into dipeptides by trypsin chymotrypsin carboxypeptidase chymotrypsin is the proteolytic enzyme of pancreatic juice proteins peptones proteoses are partially hydrolyzed proteins in the chyme in intestine polysaccharides are converted to disaccharides by amylase polysaccharides are starch which is also present in chyme disaccharides here are hydrolyzed fats are converted to diglycerides and then they are converted further into monoglyce monoglycerides fats are converted to diglycerides by lipases with the help of bile Nucleic acids are converted to nucleotides by nucleases which is present in the pancreatic juice and further nucleotides are converted into nucleosides Dipepti- dipeptides are converted into amino acids by dipeptidases maltose is converted into glucose plus glucose by maltase lactose is converted into glucose plus galactose by lactase sucrose is converted into glucose plus fructose by buccarase nucleotides are converted into nucleosides by nucleotidases and then nucleosides are converted into sugars and bases by nucleosidases di and monoglycerides are converted into fatty acids and glycerol by lipases these are the enzymes of succus entericus the dipeptides maltose lactose sucrose nucleotides di and monoglycerides they are end products of the reactions which we have done further the fourth first four uh, reactions which i had told so now talking about another reactions these all reactions were those reactions which occur in du- duodenum region of the small intestine simple substances are absorbed in the jejunum and ileum and undigested and unabsorbed pass to large intestine moving on to the functions of large intestine it absorbs water minerals and certain drugs it secretes mucus mucus helps in addition the of undigested particles and lubricated for easy passage 
undigested particles are called feces they enter cecum of large intestine through ileocecal valve which is helpful in preventing backflow of feces feces is temporarily stored in stored in the rectum till defecation now linked with the neural control and coordination the activities of gastrointestinal tract occur with the help of neural control and coordination when we sight smell or the presence of food the saliva is secreted gastric and intestinal secretions are also stimulated muscular activities of different parts of alimentary canal canal starts hormonal control of secretion of digestive juices is carried out by local hormones which are produced by gastric and intestinal mucosa absorption is the process by which end products of digestion pass through the intestinal mucosa into the blood or lymph it is carried out by passive active or facilitated transport mechanisms active mechanisms are against the concentration gradient it requires energy amino acids nutrients monosaccharides like glucose electrolyte like na plus absorbed in the blood through active transport mechanism facilitated transport is a transported when with the help of carrier proteins substances like glucose and amino acids are transported through facilitated transport mechanisms transport of water depends upon the concentration gradient one of the ways is simple diffusion simple diffusion when small amounts of monosaccharides like glucose amino acids are absorbed by simple diffusion and some electrolytes also like cl plus ions fatty acids and glycerol are insoluble and it cannot be absorbed into the blood they are first incorporated into small droplets called micelles then the micelles move into intestinal mucosa they reform into very small protein coated fat globules which are known as chylomicrons chylomicrons transported into lacteals in villi and then released absorb substances into blood stream substances are absorbed in muc- uh, mouth stomach small intestine and large intestine in mouth certain drugs coming in contact with mucosa of mouth and lower side of the tongue are absorbed into the blood capillaries lining them in stomach the absorption of water simple sugars and alcohol take place small intestine in small intestine principal organ for it is the principal organ for absorption of nutrients digestion gets completed here and final products such as glucose fructose fatty acids glycerol and amino acids are absorbed through the mucosa into blood stream and lymph in large intestine absorption of water some minerals and drug- drugs take place when the absorbed substances finally reach the tissues which utilize them for their activities 
This is called assimilation. Digestive wastes solidified it into coherent feces in the rectum initiate a neural reflex causing an urge or desire for its removal. Defecation is ejection of feces to the outside through the anal opening. It is a voluntary process. It is carried out by a mass peristaltic movement. topic of digestion and absorption is the disorders of digestive system. Disorders are jaundice, vomiting, diarrhea, constipation, indigestion, PEM that is protein energy malnutrition, marasmus and quashiorkar. They both fall under PEM. study about jaundice first. In jaundice liver gets affected, skin and eyes turn yellow and bile pigments get deposited. The next one is vomiting. Vomiting is ejection of stomach contents through the mouth. It is the reflex action controlled by the vomit center in medulla it is feeling of nausea uh, the feeling of nausea occurs then vomiting occurs next is diarrhea diarrhea is abnormal frequency of bowel movement it is increased liquidity of fecal discharge it reduces the absorption of food. Next is constipation. Ficus is retained within the colon as bowel movements occur irregularly. it is feeling of fullness the food is not properly digested due to inadequate enzyme secretion anxiety food poisoning overeating or spicy food next is PEM which is protein energy malnutrition it is widespread in Southeast Asia, South America and West and Central Africa. It is dietary deficiency of proteins and total food calories. It may affect during drought, famine and political turmoil. For example, in Bangladesh due to war it occurred and Ethiopia due to droughts it occurred. It affects children and infants mostly. It is. Uh, it is. It consists of two types of diseases, which is marasmus and quashiorkar. Marasmus is the simultaneous deficiency of proteins and calories. It is found in infants less than year in age. If mother milk is re- mother's milk is replaced too early, 
by other foods which is pure in proteins and calories or when the woman has second pregnancy or childbirth when older infant is still too young then marasmus occurs proteins deficiency impairs growth and replacement of tissue proteins extreme emaciation of body and thinning of limbs skin gets dried thin and wrinkled growth rate and body weight also declines in kwashiorkor it results from replacement of mother's milk by a high calorie or low protein diet in a child more than 1 year in age it is wasting of muscles thinning of limbs failure of growth and brain development some fat is left under skin extensive oedema oedema is fluid tension in the body swelling of body parts is seen thing is calorific value of protein carbohydrates and fat energy requirements of animals and the energy content of food are expressed in the terms of measure of heat heat is the ultimate form of energies it is measured in calorie or joule calories denoted by cal and joule by j calorie is the amount of heat calorie or joule is the amount of heat energy required to raise the temperature of 1 gram of water by 1 degree celsius and kilocalorie or kilojoule is the amount of heat required to raise the temperature of 1 kg of water by 1 degree celsius next is gross calorific or gross energy value it is the amount of heat liberated from complete combustion of 1 gram of food in a bomb calorimeter bomb calorimeter is the closed metal chamber which is filled with oxygen The physiological value of food is also given by gross calorific or gross energy value. Some gross calorific value and physiological value of carbs, proteins and fats are given. When carbohydrates are 4.1 kilocalorie per gram, the physiological value is 4 kilogram calorie per gram. When proteins gross calorific value is 5.65 kilo kilocalorie gram per gram. then physiological value is 4 kilocalorie per gram when fats gross calorific value is 9.45 kilocalorie per gram the physiological value is 9 kilocalorie per gram 